Alright folks, welcome into another brand new edition of the 901 Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Lawrence Dockery. You can find me on Twitter at LDoc93. You can find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Just search 901 Soccer, and we should pop right up. So, uh, this team blows. I know I've said that before, and I'll probably say it again, but I'm just, I'm super annoyed with this team right now. Um, eat up one of my weeknights, a night that I have off on a Wednesday night. I don't have to referee. I don't have any other commitments. No, I got to drive 30 minutes downtown, sit, deal with two rain delays, drive 30 minutes home, come record this, get home probably 11, 11.30, maybe midnight if, if we have technical difficulties. And for what? To go downtown and watch a team that since day one has had problems closing out halves, closing out games, and putting away chances. What did, they, what did I get to watch them do this time? Give up a goal at the end of the first half, forget to put away all their golden chances in the first half, missed a penalty, you, and, it's, and there's just no, there's no accountability. The, the players don't give a shit. They're, you know, I mean, Jose Baxter was pissed off in the postgame. Nobody else was. I mean, it's just... At what point does the losing matter? I don't... I mean, and I'll get to that in a minute. I didn't mean to go off the rails. This is just the intro. But um, this team sucks. It's becoming a chore. And I'm become, I Each time I have to go watch this team, I hate it a little bit more than the last time I had to go watch this team. Because there's, there's no joy, there's no excitement, we know what's going to happen. Because this is not a good soccer team. They're not. I'll get into all of that here. But before we go any further, I want to remind everybody that the 901 Soccer Podcast comes to you from the Fave Firm studio. Uh, if you are thinking about having to possibly file a bankruptcy case... I declare bankruptcy! You can give the folks at Fava Firm a call, and they can get you set up with an appointment to go in and sit down and discuss your options. The number to call them is 662-536-1116, and you can be in North Mississippi or West Tennessee if you're facing issues like wage garnishment or vehicle repossession, foreclosure, eviction, stuff like that. You, you know, you've had medical bills pile up, you've been off of work and haven't had any income, and you can't pay, you know, bills are piling up. It happens. Uh, give the folks at Favor Firm a call, and they can get everything straightened out for you. Uh, also want to remind everybody that uh, eventually, and believe it or not, we had somebody reach out uh, during the game tonight, so if I can get the technical kinks worked out and figure out how to do this properly, we could be in the vicinity of having a guest on the show, and if that happens, that guest will be brought to you by Adam Technologies. For all of your business telephone needs, give the folks at Adam Technologies a call. That number is 901 Two five one two three two six. You know, if you got to work from home and your phone's not working, or if you're in the office and your phone's not working, give them a call and they can get all of that fixed up for you, nice and neat. Okay, so like I was saying a second ago in that last segment, um, I don't enjoy covering this team anymore like I used to. I just don't. It's it's depressing, and I hate it, and I, I so badly wish that this team was good, and guys, they just aren't. They suck. It's, you know, it's, it's the same story every game. 
what point does the losing and the lack of winning become a problem? I we'll touch on that in in another in another segment, but I mean it's just you know, last year before every game on game day, I would get excited. I get to go downtown, I get to go hang out at Brad's store, I get to go cover a, a soccer team. I'm in on the ground floor, it's the inaugural season. That's something that you want to be a part of, and I got to be a part of that, and a lot of you out there listening got to be a part of that. Um, and e- you know what? Even the first part of this year was like that. You know, with it being the, you had the preseason game against the University of Memphis... You had the season opener against Indy 11. There was excitement. People were fired up. It was a full house. It was a new year. I got to see all of my press box people. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of optimism because Tim Howard was no longer the absentee owner that he was last year. He's in town. He's the sporting director. He's calling the shots. He put together what looks like on paper a pretty good team. Uh, but he's playing now, too. I don't know why. I feel like that was probably the idea from day one. Once, you just, once you've proven that you can't cut it in MLS anymore, and let's face it, he'd proven that he couldn't cut it in MLS anymore, um, why not just go play for this team that you own and are the GM slash sporting director of? Okay, you know what? Fine, whatever. My personal feeling is that was a marketing ploy to make sure we sold out on opening day. And most of what this team does feels always just, you can't ever, I I feel like, take things at face value. There always is, I don't don't know, this this team just pisses me off. They suck, they're terrible, Um, there's no joy, I hate covering this team every time, like, since the COVID restart... And they had a couple of games on the road before the first home game. I think it was, what, Birmingham and Atlanta, too. And those games just were annoying. They were dumb. It it, it sucked a lot of enthusiasm. And then once they came home, the enthusiasm is gone. Like, it didn't just suck and get siphoned. It's it's gone. It's in the negative. Um, Now, when I have to go cover this team on games, I'm like, ugh. I gotta drive 30 minutes downtown, stay late, drive 30 minutes back home, do a, a podcast, talk about. I mean, I don't have anything new to say because there's nothing new to talk about because this team sucks. We're gonna have a friend of the program tell you exactly what he thinks of that. You stink! Let me just get that out the way. You stink! And then, you know, when. I'm not getting home until midnight or 11, 11.30 midnight, super late, having having had to cover this team, watch them lose another game. I am suffering! Pretty much. I mean, it's it's it takes a lot. I'm normally a... I can be grouchy, but I'm normally... I love sports. I love soccer. And they've taken that joy away from me. It's no secret that I get disgusted by a lot of things. I'm very disgusted be quite honest with you. I'm just so disgusted. I can't tell you how disgusted I am. I'm disgusted with it right now. I'm so disgusted. I'm disgusted with it. I'm so disgusted. I'm so damn disgusted. I'm just disgusted. Oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to be cool. So, I, I don't know what to do anymore, guys. I don't, 
there's a large segment of the fan base out there that's like me. They're just, they're broken. And it's, I know, then don't come in here with, oh, it's only been the year and a half, 901 till I die. Don't give me any of that bullshit, all right? That's dumb. That's silly. And if you're one of the, if you're one of the uh, Sunshine and Roses people, pound it right up your ass. All right? I'm not in the mood for that right now. Don't give me that. You cannot sit here and watch this team play and have a sunny disposition. That's not possible. This team sucks. I no longer get any joy out of covering them. Although, I do have a pseudo-announcement. I don't know that tonight is the appropriate night uh, to, to break that, but I might might wait till Saturday till things are a little bit more set, but there's something interesting that I think y'all, uh, that I, I know I've been talking about. I don't know if they've ever discussed it on this show, but I've talked about it to people. Um... But I'll wait to make that official until things are a little bit more set in stone, maybe by Saturday, who knows. Um, which, this announcement is going to be totally at odds with everything that I've said tonight about losing my joy for covering this team. But there's other reasons why I, that this announcement's coming. But um, there's, I mean, part of it is the, the whole mask situation, the COVID situation. There's no fans in the stadium, and that sucks a lot of the joy and atmosphere out. Um, you know, we no longer get to eat in the press, you know, we're not in the press box, we're in the bow tie bar, we're not, yeah, and I know this is first world problems, right? Um, but it was, it was super fun to hang out in the press box and say hey to everybody and have a nice, nice meal, and, and that's all gone, this team hasn't gotten any better, um, so it's just, it's been overall just a very depressing season, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. It feels like a chore. It, it's uh, it's. I just hope it doesn't get to a point where I get filled up with dread. Right now, I, I, it's an annoyance. But if it gets to a point where this team is so bad that I dread having to go cover this team, I don't know what I'll do. I hope it doesn't get there. So, specific to Wednesday night against Charlotte. They came out like bats out of hell. Guns blazing, hair on fire, whatever you want to call it. They came out, and within the first eight minutes, they got a penalty. They missed, before they got the penalty, they missed at least three golden opportunities. One that uh, Raphael Menzingen sent into the Terminix section from about ten yards out. And then there was one that he sent into the Terminix section from six yards out. And then, at the eight-minute mark, Keanu Marsh-Brown got a penalty. And you're thinking, okay, this is a guy who makes things happen. One of the best, one of the better players on the team. This is a guy you would expect to step up and bury the penalty. Brandon Allen's not on the field. We already know he's got problems with penalties. Marsh-Brown, no problem. Um, not so much. And on the CW30 broadcast in the booth, in the box behind us, you could hear Pete Pranica and J.J. Greer try to chalk it up to. That was right when that deluge hit. And guys, let me tell you what. It was raining like for a solid 10 minutes. It was raining cats and dogs out there. It was sort of difficult to make out who was who down there. It was raining so hard. I mean, it was absolutely torrential sheets of rain. And it played hell with the field, too, because... The penalty area in front of the dugout where Bluff City Mafia usually hangs out, the north half of that 
close to the benches was an absolute mud pit. And you could, especially, you could see where the water was pooling. Where home plate normally is, there was a big old giant pool, puddle of water there. Um, and again, none of this is to excuse the terrible-ass display of soccer that got put on, but that's just... I'm happy, I, I try to paint a picture with words, and I used to be good at that. I'm, I'm not so good anymore. I'm just so... this. I just... I, I, I care so little... Uh, with the way this team is playing right now. But anyway, Keanu Marsh-Brown gets the penalty, and that's right when the bottom dropped out of the sky. And he missed it. It was low. It was slow. Brandon Miller had no problems with it. And you could hear Pete Pranica and J.J. Greer kind of chalk that up to right as the, that penalty got called is right when the bottom dropped out, and that maybe played a part of it. I don't buy that. It's, it's a penalty, guys. The... Step up, put the ball on the goal. Not hard. And yet there's so many people out there who just can't do it for whatever reason. So that was something that I asked Coach McQueen after the game because they've had three penalties called for them this year. They've missed two of them. That's 66%. You're making 33% of your penalties. So that was like... Coach, and not so many, and 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 not this word, these words. I was like, Coach, why do you guys suck at penalties so much? So I was like, Coach, you, you've had three penalties, you've missed two of them. And then first off, based on the expression on Coach McQueen's face, I don't think he believed my statistic, which is really not a hard one to track since penalties don't get called terribly often. Uh, but he didn't necessarily believe that. And then I was like, Coach. You know, you've missed two of your three penalties this year. Is there something you guys could be doing better? Can you, you know, take them more often? Can you, or is it just bad luck? Are the goalkeepers making? And he said, no, at this level, you're a professional. you got to make a penalty. And then he turned into this asshole. This is the dumbest, at any level, the dumbest line of thinking any soccer coach could ever have. To me, it's a fireable offense. It is, well... There's no point in practicing penalties. Okay, why not? You're obviously not good at them. I've, what was the word that he used? Let me find the exact... Let me pull the tweet up and find the exact exact wording of my tweet on this. Give me one second and let me find this because this, when he said this, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not a fan, like a real fan, like most of you out there are because I hadn't... Since day one, I've just been a journalist. I've been quote-unquote neutral, and yes, obviously, I would like the team to do well, and I'm glad when they do, but um, this would piss me off if I was a fan, like a fan fan. I asked him about two, he says, professional players need to make them. He adds, there's no way to practice them, and there's no point, and says practicing them would be inconsequential. So Coach McQueen is that particular asshole who looks to excuse his team's poor penalty-taking performance by saying, well, there's really no point in practicing anyway. Well, maybe if you guys fucking practiced a few fucking penalties, you'd make them. You know, that's one thing. Coaches that lose penalty shootouts love telling you why there's no point in practicing penalties. And yet, Gareth Southgate, England manager, round of 16 World Cup against Colombia, England makes all five of their penalties and advances to the quarterfinals and then eventually the semifinals. What does Gareth Southgate say after the game? Oh yeah, we practice penalties like like they were going out of style. We after and every training session, practice penalties, practice penalties, practice penalties. Uh, but that's right. You can't you can't replicate the the tension and and anything. 
Oh, well, you can't, uh, you, yeah, you can't match the intensity. We might as well just not practice them at all because why not, right? Why bother? So if I was a fan, that explanation would have pissed me off something fierce. Um, but, so then you missed the penalty, and then after that, 901FC just said, you know what, fuck this, we're done, we're not, we're just, you know, we'll play for the draw. We're not going to, effort, no. Hustle, no. Uh, the only person who tried anything was less than Paul when he stopped a Charlotte counterattack by blowing somebody up. He got a, he was cautioned and shown a yellow card for his troubles. Uh, and then, out of nothing, out of nowhere, Charlotte gets a corner. Own goal, Keanu Marsh-Brown. Not going to put that on him, but, you know, that's just one more thing. Chalk it up is just another dumbass error by somebody on this team. Just, ugh. Then, as is just the, the, the most glorious of all Memphis 901 FC traditions, this tradition is better than the guitar smash, it's better than the fireworks, it's better, you know, anything that this or team or organization has done at this point, the grandest of all Memphis 901 FC traditions is giving up a goal in the last minute of a half. And sure as shit, that happened again against Charlotte. And I'm tired of hearing Coach McQueen saying we need to play a full 45-minute half or a full 90-minute. No shit, Sherlock. No shit. You've been on the job for a year and a half. You've overhauled the roster. S different players. Same problems. Same coaching staff. I'll get to more on that later. But, so you go down 2-0, go into the half, get a, get the second of our two lightning delays. And so, and at that point, I'm just sitting there, we're sitting up in the press box, and like, just call this. This team's not coming back from 2-0 down. I don't know that this team has ever mounted a comeback of any kind in their existence. Why would that change tonight against uh, a quality goalkeeper, though... He's kind of an asshole because he wanted to fight people last year. The dude keeps the ball out of the net. And this team's not coming back from 2-0 down. It's just not. Call the game so we can all get out of here and go home. Um, now, came back out after a 30-minute lightning delay. Came back out, played the second half. The way the game went, you would have thought Charlotte was the one chasing two goals and not Memphis. Uh, they... I don't recall one actual save that Brandon Miller had to make. There were a couple that rolled across the goal that he scooped up. He came out and grabbed one out of the air. But there was nothing. We made three changes at halftime, attacking changes. Brandon Allen came on. Jose Baxter came on. And I think Zach Carroll came on. And that amounted to exactly nothing. And it's... it's Where's the fight? Where's the intensity? Where is the desire to not get blanked in your own house? It wasn't there. And then you lose 2-0. And the post-game press conference is Coach Mulqueen's usual mix of, I thought we played really well, but we just got to do better. And it, guys... It's exhausting having to deal with this. I'm tired of it. I really am. The late nights, the the 
the the hoops the the just the nothing is different it's the same problems with the same coaching staff and guys it's only been a year and a half but you know what change got to be made it's got to be made I've, I've reached that point i was i'm uh he's coach Mo, it's, it's got it we got it we got it he's got to go get out i'm tired of it he had the, he had the gall to say in the post game tonight that you know all they need to do is win two more games and then they're right back in the thick of things dude you haven't won two games all year why do you all of a sudden think that oh these same teams that have been kicking our ass all season are all of a sudden we're just going to start beating them like it's nothing that's that's not realistic that's not it, yeah we just got to win two more games oh okay you actually need to win like 10 more games but you know you're basically in gotta win out the rest of the way you know sort of where they were last year in august and then they had a decent run in september and then you know when you're in playoff mode for three months before the actual playoffs you run out of gas i don't think they're going to end up getting into playoff mode before the playoffs but here's what's depressing guys there's been a lot of you out there calling for a change, calling for his job, which I'm at that I'm at that point now as well. Guys, I'm telling you right now, it's not happening. It is not going to happen. As long as Tim Howard is running the show here, Tim Milqueen will remain the manager at 901 FC. That will not change. Tim Howard and Tim Milqueen go way back. And they can tell you at Brass, at the Brassdorf Fan Forum, they can all say, oh, this is not about us just hanging out and being friends. It's about getting results and getting to the playoffs. That's all fine and dandy. Again, this organization is a master of telling you exactly what you want to hear and then not doing a single damn thing about it. You can say all of that, but when you lose just about every damn game you play, when you've got one win in ten games... And the coach and the starting goalkeeper slash sporting director slash now uh, NBC anchor, studio anchor. And that's another thing about Tim Howard. Dude, make up your mind. Be the, be the goalie, be the GM, or go be somewhere else in a TV studio. You can't do all three. You can't do all three and expect to do any one of those three well. And right now, Tim Howard is not doing any one. He's sure as hell not... Uh, keeping the ball out of the net, and he sure as hell hasn't fielded, put together a team that's comp proven capable of winning games. So, why is, how is all of a sudden going to be an NBC studio anchor going to make you better at one of those other two? Unless none of it really matters, and this is just a retirement gig, and I think you'd be hard-pressed to tell me at this point that it's not. But you can, Tim Howard, Tim Mulqueen, Craig Unger, they can all say this isn't, this is about winning. Okay, prove it. Win. Or when you don't win, like you haven't been, do something about it. But I'm telling you guys right now, I mean, and every, every coach and every sport and every league around the world, they've all got the perfect out right now. Oh, COVID. Oh, we would have been awesome this year and had it been for COVID. Oh, yeah. It's like lunatic-ass Memphis basketball fan saying, oh, yeah, we would have gone to the NCAA tournament if it hadn't been for COVID. No, you wouldn't. 
Just like any football coach this year. Oh, no, this, you know, we've had four losing records in a row, and I've been on the hot seat since I showed up here, but this was going to be the year. This was a national title winning team. Don't tell me that this organization isn't going to pull the exact same shit. They're going to pull, try to pull the wool over your eyes. I think most of you out there are smart enough to see that. But I don't want to hear that this would have been an awesome team if it hadn't been for COVID. You got four. You gave up four goals in 40 minutes against Indy before COVID happened. Don't tell me that this COVID restart. And you haven't done shit since the restart. Okay? You know what? First two or three games back, maybe that's an excuse. But we're well into it. You know the drill. You know the teams. I don't want to hear it. But I don't think they'd even offer that excuse because I don't think they care. Howard and Mole Queen, they know each other, and that's that. And anybody thinking, I mean, you want to demand change, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I'm right there with you. But if you think that a change is going to be made, you're out of your damn mind. It ain't happening. So that's all I've got for you guys tonight. I just, I don't really have the desire or the wherewithal to talk anymore about this because there's nothing else for me to say that hasn't already been said. It's time for a change, but that change isn't going to happen. This team sucks, and I'm tired of it. So on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Just want to remind everybody again that the 901 Soccer Podcast comes to you from the Fave Firm studio. If you are in dire financial straits and excuse me need to uh, file a bankruptcy case give the folks at Fave Firm a call at 662-536-1116 and they can get you set up with an appointment also if you have business telephone needs give the folks at Adam Technologies a call 901-251-2326 you can always find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod. Search us on Facebook as well. I'm Lawrence Stark. You can find me on Twitter at L.93. And I am out. I'll talk to you probably on Saturday. <laughs>